ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So you remember last time we were speaking about the opening supplications for the prayer, the du'a al-istiftah, and the different types of opening supplications that there are. And we mentioned all of those can be used, but that you do not combine between them in a single prayer. You can choose different ones, to use for different prayers, but you do not do more than one in the same prayer. So following on from that, there is a secondary chapter on the same topic. Anwa' istiftahat salah The different types of the opening supplications for the prayer. سبق أن مر معنا ذكر أنواع استفتاحات النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم للصلاة وبيان شيء من معانيها ودلالاتها وسبق الإشارة إلى أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يكن يداوم على نوع من تلك الأنواع بل يستفتح بهذا تارة وبهذا تارة ومن يتأمل في هذه الاستفتاحات المأثورة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يجد أنها على ثلاثة أنواع نوع فيه الثناء على الله ونوع فيه إخبار من العبد عن عبادة الله ونوع فيه دعاء وطلب So previously we have already seen that there were different types of opening supplications that the Prophet ﷺ used in his prayers. And we mentioned some of the meanings of those, the meanings of the opening supplications, and what they indicated. And we highlighted that the Prophet ﷺ did not specifically use one of them all the time. But rather he used to alternate between them. And whoever thinks about these opening supplications carefully, that have been narrated from the Prophet ﷺ, he will find that they are three types. They are of three types. One of them is... Praise upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other one is regarding the servant and his worship of Allah. The mentioning of the servant and his worship of Allah. And the third is the type wherein there is dua and a request from Allah وقد قرر شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله تعالى أصلا عظيما في هذا الباب 
وأطال في ذكر شواهده ودلائله شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية he has laid down an important and great foundation or basis to understanding this particular subject about the opening supplications and their levels and status and meanings. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah laid down a tremendous foundation in this affair. Allah wa huwa, and that is, anna a'ala dhikr ma kana thana'an ala Allah. That the greatest form of dhikr is the one that is the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is going to be the greatest form of the remembrance. وَيَلِيهِ And then after that, the next type, the next greatest one, مَا كَانَ خَبَرًا مِنَ الْعَبْدِ عَنْ عِبَادَةِ اللَّهِ Where the servant is in recognition of his worship to Allah. Where the servant is in recognition of his worship to Allah. وَيَلِيهِ And then after that, following on next, مَا كَانَ دُعَاءً مِنَ الْعَبْدِ That which is a dua, a supplication, a request from the servant, from Allah. ثُمَّ قَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ عَقِبَ ذَلِكَ Then Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned after that, after mentioning this is the order of greatness in terms of the types of dhikr and dua, he then mentioned after that, إِذَا تَبَيَّنَ هَذَا الْأَصْلِ If that foundation and basis is clear for you to understand, فَأَفْضَلُ أَنْوَاعِ الْإِسْتِفْتَاحِ Then the greatest form of the opening du'as is مَا كَانَ ثَنَاءً مَحْضًا The ones that are pure praise of Allah. And they are the, and that is the example of مِثْلُ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ وَبِحَمْدِكَ وَتَبَارَكَ اسْمُكَ وَتَعَالَ جِدُّكَ وَلَا إِلَهَ غَيْرُكَ that is a opening supplication that is upon pure praise of Allah. And we spoke about that last week. وَقَوْلُهُ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ كَبِيرًا وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ كَثِيرًا وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا That is again pure praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَكِنْ ذَاكَ فِيهِ مِنَ الثَّنَاءِ مَا لَيْسَ فِي هَذَا فَإِنَّهُ تَضَمَّنَ ذِكْرَ الْبَاقِيَاتِ الصَّالِحَاتِ الَّتِي هِيَ أَفْضَلُ الْكَلَامِ بَعْدَ الْقُرْآنِ وَتَضَمَّنَ قَوْلُهُ تَبَارَكَ اسْمُكَ وَتَعَالَى جَدُّكَ وَهُمَا مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ أَيْضًا وَلِهَذَا كَانَ أَكْثَرُ السَّلَفِ يَسْتَفْتِحُونَ بِهِ وَكَانَ عُمَرُ بْنُ الْخَطَّابِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ يَجْهَرُ بِهِ يُعَلِّمُهُ النَّاسُ So from those two you remember we did those multiple opening supplications last time those two are considered at the highest level because they are connected to the pure praise of Allah. And from those two, 
the first one, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, is considered the highest level. Because that has more praise in it, and more connection to the Qur'an, in terms of what is being mentioned in it, than the other version. And that's why most of the salaf, that is the one that they used to open up their prayers with. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika wa tabarakasmuka, etc. That was the one that most of the salaf used to open up their prayers with. And it is mentioned that Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu used to even say that out loud in the prayer in order to teach the others regarding that opening supplication. So that is the first type. The opening supplications that have the praise of Allah in them, they are the highest level ones. The second level ones were the ones where they have within them a recognition of your worship of Allah. A recognition of your worship to Allah. فَالنَّوْعِ الثَّانِ بَعْدَهُ هُوَ الْخَبَرُ عَنْ عِبَادَةِ الْعَبْدِ كَقَوْلِهِ وَجَّهْتُ وَجْهِيَ لِلَّذِي فَطَرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ You remember the other one, where in that one you say that I direct my face to the one who created the heavens and the earth. إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِ وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ My prayer, my sacrificing, my living, my dying, they are all for Allah. That was another one of the versions of the opening supplications we mentioned last week. That is at the second level. Because that type of opening supplication, it is highlighting your worship of Allah. فَهُوَ يَتَضَمَّنُ الدُّعَاءُ وَإِنِ اسْتَفْتَحَ الْعَبْدُ بِهَذَا بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ فَقَدْ جَمَعَ بَيْنَ الْأَنْوَاعِ الثَّلَاثَةِ وَهُوَ أَفْضَلُ الْاسْتِفْتَاحَاتِ كَمَا جَاءَ ذَلِكَ فِي حَدِيثٍ مُصَرَّحًا بِهِ وَهُوَ اخْتِيَارُ أَبِي يُوسَفُ وَابْنُ هُبَيْرَ الْوَزِيرُ وَمِنْ أَصْحَابِ أَحْمَدِ صَاحِبِ this other version, it encompasses various aspects from all of those aspects in it. Remember, it was quite a lengthy one. It was the one where you say, وَجَّهْتُ وَجْهِيَ لِلَّذِي فَطَرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ حَنِيفًا That I direct my face to the one who created the heavens and the earth. I direct myself to him upon tawheed and sincerity. وَمَا أَنَا مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ And I am not from the polytheists. إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ My prayer and my sacrificing and my living and my dying are for Allah, the Lord of all that exists. لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ بِذَلِكَ وَبِذَلِكَ أُمِرْتُ وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ وَأَنَا مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ and he has no partners at all in that. And that is what I have been commanded with. And I am from the Muslims. Then, Allahumma anta al-maliku la ilaha illa ant. Oh Allah, you are the king. There is no deity worthy of worship and truth except you. Anta rabbi, you are my lord. Wa ana abduka. And I am your servant. 
ظلمت نفسي واعترفت بذنبي فاغفر لي ذنوبي جميعا I acknowledge my or I have wronged myself transgressed against myself and I recognize and acknowledge my sins so forgive all of my sins إِنَّهُ لَا يَغْفِرُ الظُّنُوبَ إِلَّا أَنْتِ Nobody forgives the sins except you وَهْدِينِي لِأَحْسَنِ الْأَخْلَاقِ and guide me to the best of manners. لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت. Nobody guides to the best of them except you. واصرف عني سيئها لا يصرف عني سيئها إلا أنت. And take away from me the evil of the characteristics and nobody does that other than you. Nobody can take them away other than you. لبيك وسعديك I am here in your obedience. وَالْخَيْرُ كُلُّهُ فِي يَدَيْكَ And all of the goodness is in your hands. وَالشَّرُّ لَيْسَ إِلَيْكَ And the evil is not attributed to you. وَأَنَا بِكَ وَإِلَيْكَ And I am for you and back to you. وَتَبَارَكْتَ وَتَعَالَيْتَ أَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ That is a lengthy one. And within that lengthy one, it is mentioned that this is the opinion of some of the scholars, that it's the best one to use. Because within it, it incorporates multiple different meanings. It incorporates the praise of Allah in it, it incorporates your submission to Allah, it incorporates various things within it. So some of the scholars, they opted for this one. وَالنَّوْعُ الثَّالِثِ And the third type, the third level, is the example of اللَّهُمَّ بَاعِدْ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ خَطَايَايَ كَمَا بَاعِدْتَ بَيْنَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ That other one we mentioned last time, Oh Allah, distance between me, separate between me and my sins, just as you have separated between the east and the west. You remember in that one, that is a dua you are making. Allahumma naqqini min khatayaya kama yunaqqa thawbu al-abyadu min al-danas. Oh Allah, purify me from my sins just as a white garment is purified from its dirt. Allahumma ghsilni min khatayaya bithalji wal-ma'i wal-barq. Oh Allah, cleanse me of my sins with snow and ice and, and uh, water. All of that, you are making a dua to Allah. That is the third level of the types of the opening supplications. The ones where you are making a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your affairs. وَكَانَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ قَدْ قَرَّرَ فِي مَوَاضِعَ مِنْ مُؤَلَّفَاتِهِ قَاعِدَةً نَافِعَةً تَتَعَلَّقُ بِالْعِبَادَاتِ الَّتِي جَاءَتْ فِي الشَّرِيعَةِ عَلَىٰ أَنْوَاعٍ So Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned a principle when it comes to these kinds of worships where different forms of them are mentioned. There are multiple, there's a variety in them. Here now you have a variety in the opening supplications that you can use in the prayer. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned a principle in this topic, in areas of the religion where you are given a variety, you are given a choice. Then Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned a principle in regards to those kinds of affairs. وَهِيَ أَنَّا تُفْعَلُوا عَلَى جَمِيعِ تِلْكَ الْأَنْوَاعِ الْوَارِدَةِ And that is, that when you have a variety given to you, 
then you're supposed to implement all of them. Where you have a variety of options in a certain worship, you're supposed to do all of them. Not at the same time, but at various times, you make sure you try and do all of those different variations at some time or another. They are variations, they are options, different choices. You're supposed to try to implement them all at some point or another in your worship, rather than just picking one and sticking to that all the time and never doing the others. Ibn Taymiyyah said, where there is variation, you are supposed to attempt to implement all of that variation at some point or another. قَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ So Ibn Taymiyyah said, قَدْ تَقَدَّمَ الْقَوْلُ فِي مَوَاضِعَ أَنَّ الْعِبَادَاتِ الَّتِي فعلها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على أنواع يشرع فعلها على جميع تلك الأنواع. He says in this section مجموع الفتاوى that we've already mentioned in other places that the worships which the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم did in a variety of different ways. Then it is legislated to do that worship in all of those different ways. لا يكره منها شيء. None of those are considered makruh. If the messenger was doing all of those types, then all of them are considered valid, and all of them are to be implemented. They are not considered makruh any of them. وذلك مثل أنواع التشهدات. One of the examples of that is the تشهد. There are different wordings of that. In different hadith, there are slightly different wordings. And they are authentic narrations. So that is a, 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 an example where there is a variety that exists. Slightly different versions that exist. And all of the ones that are authentic versions, then that's an example. Use them. In one prayer, use one version. Another prayer, use another version. Use them occasionally so that you're using all the different versions وَأَنْوَاعُ الْإِسْتِفْتَاحِ And here now, the opening supplications in the prayer. There's a variety, all of them are authentic. So use the variety. Use them in the different prayers. Begin one prayer with one, another prayer some other time with another one. So that you are using them all occasionally here and there, rather than just one for every single prayer that you pray. مِثْلُ الْوِتْرِ أَوَّلُ اللَّيْلِ وَآخِرِ the witr prayer is another example. It can be prayed at the beginning of the night. After Isha, you could pray a witr. Or you can pray it at the end of the night, in the last third of the night. So vary that. Maybe some days you're going to pray it early. And some days you pray it late and you do your night prayer. Could be some variety in that. وَمِثْلُ الْجَهْرِ بِالْقِرَاءَةِ فِي قِيَامِ اللَّيْلِ وَالْمُخَافَةَ And also in the night prayer, whether to recite audibly or to recite quietly. It's possible to do both. So maybe on some occasion you could be doing a night prayer where the circumstances allow it and you are audible in your recitation. And other times where you are quiet to yourself in your recitation. Another example for the one capable is the different recitations of the Qur'an, the different versions of the recitation of the Qur'an. So you notice people, they recite the Qur'an in different recitations, 
you have the different forms of those qira'at. If you're able to learn those, you know those, then to use those, no problem where you are able and there is no fitna that's going to occur in terms of leading a prayer and people not being aware of that, etc. The scholars, they say, if you lead a prayer and the people behind you don't know any other recitation other than the one that they know, like hafs, for example, then you do not come and recite a different recitation because they will think you are making mistakes. They don't know this other recitation. They don't know this qira'ah. So the shaykh said, or some of the scholars they mentioned, you don't do that then. Don't come there reading a different recitation and nobody even knows that. They're going to think you're making mistakes and not even getting it right. So you have to know when to do that. But when it is possible, your own prayers, when you're reciting by yourself, do what you want and recite the different ones if you know them. takbir fil eid. The takbir in the Eid, this, you know, there is a, a, a lot of speech about it in regards to the number of takbirat uh, and what is established on the number of takbirat. So perhaps that could be one. وَمِثْلُ so he mentions examples of the adhan, examples of the iqama in doubling it up or singling it. You know, some of them they repeat it twice in the iqama as well, etc. These types of affairs, where it is established and authentic, where it is established and authentic, then the variation exists and you should try to implement them all. Of course, with some of these issues, the scholars have delved into them and come to the conclusion that certain affairs are the correct position and others are the weak position. In those kinds of situations, then you stick to the correct position only. But where there is genuine variety, everything is authentic, then you implement all of them, like the opening du'as of the prayer, the istiftahat. Here he mentions also that all, in regards to all of this, there are two points to remember. Firstly, فِي جَوَازِ تِلْكَ that where there is a variation, you have the option to use all of those different forms without any uh, any of them being considered makruh. Nobody can say to you, this is makruh if you use this one or that one. All of them are available and can be used then, the ones that are established and valid. Secondly, هُوَ أَنَّمَا فَعَلَهُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْ أَنْوَاعٍ وَإِنْ قِيلْ إِنَّ بَعْضَ تِلْكَ الْأَنْوَاعِ أَفْضَلْ فَالِاقْتِدَاءُ بِالنَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم في أن يفعل هذا تارة وهذا تارة أفضل من لزوم أحد الأمرين وهجر الآخر Secondly, that when the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم did these different variations, he did them. It's noted on one occasion he started with this opening supplication, another time he opened with that one, where it is noted that the messenger did a particular act of worship in a variety of ways, then it is better to try and do all of that variety rather than sticking to one, even if it is recognized that a certain type is better than the others. Like in these opening supplications, we've just spoken about the different levels of them and how some of the scholars selected one particular type of them to be superior. 
even if one of them is considered superior, every now and again to use the other ones is still better than to only use the superior one and completely neglect all the others. So you could use the superior one in whatever topic it is, if it is considered by the scholars that one particular variation is superior, use that most of the time. But then occasionally to mention the others as well that are valid and established and done by the messenger, that is good. Rather than only sticking to what you believe is the superior one and never doing any of the others and abandoning the others. So it is better to do some of the others as well. Do the others every now and again as well. And that is because the messenger did do the others, even if one of them is considered more superior now, uh, is more superior he still did the others, so you should still do the others occasionally. وَذَلِكَ أَنَّ أَفْضَلَ الْهَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم. And because the best of guidance is the guidance of the Prophet وَلَمْ يَكُنْ يُدَاوِمُ عَلَى اسْتِفْتَاحٍ وَاحِدٍ قَطْعًا And what is known in this topic is that the Messenger never stuck to just one opening supplication anyway. He used to alternate between them. That is known. وَقَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ And also Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, وَنَحْنُ إِذَا قُلْنَا أَتَّنَوْعُ فِي هَذِهِ الْأَذْكَارِ أَفْضَلِ فَهُوَ أَيْضًا تَفْضِيلٌ لِجِنْسِ التَّنَوْعُ وَالْمَفْضُولُ قَدْ يَكُونُ أَنْفَعْ لِبَعْضِ النَّاسِ لِمُنَاسَبَتِهِ لَهَ لِأَنَّ انْتِفَاعَهُ بِهِ أَتَمْ وَهَذِهِ حَالُ أَكْثَرِ النَّاسِ قَدْ يَنْتَفِعُونَ بِالْمَفْضُولِ لِمُنَاسَبَتِهِ لِأَحْوَالِهِمِ النَّاقِصَةِ مَا لَا يَنْتَفِعُونَ بِالْفَاضِلِ فَلِعِبَادَةِ الَّتِي يَنْتَفِعُ بِهَا فَيَحْضُرُ لَهَا قَلْبُهُ وَيَرْغَبُ فِيهَا أَفْضَلُ مِنْ عِبَادَةٍ يَفْعَلُهَا مَعَ الْغَفْلَةِ وَعَدَمِ الرَّغْبَةِ وَعَلَى هَذَا قَدْ تَكُونُ مُدَاوَمَتُهُ عَلَى النَّوْعِ الْمَفْضُولِ أَنْفَعَ لِمَحَبَّتِهِ وَشُهُودِ قَلْبِهِ وَفَهْمِهِ لِذَلِكَ الذِّكْرِ Here Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah again speaks about the different levels of superiority of different versions etc. But he mentions an important point here. Is that you, when you have a variety of options on how to do a worship and maybe one of them is considered superior than the others, more preferable than the others. That does not necessitate that every single person is going to benefit more by doing the superior one and not any of the other ones. Some people may end up benefiting more by doing one of the other ones rather than the most superior one. Maybe. He says that could be due to their circumstances. Maybe there's a particular situation that they are in a particular set of circumstances and doing a particular form of the worship is better for them in that circumstance and they'll do it with a more focused heart rather than the other form that may be considered superior but for them that's more difficult or they cannot focus on that as well. So them doing the lower type may actually be better for them. Because they can do that properly and they can focus on it and they have their heart in it. Compared to a higher type maybe where they cannot put their heart into it the same way. They cannot focus on it in the same way. So sometimes 
We've been talking here about the levels. Maybe somebody might be doing one of the lower level ones. But for them it is better and giving them a greater benefit than doing one of the higher level ones. This is mentioned sometimes. I remember one time in Medina, uh, somebody asked the question, in Hajj time, in Medina, when we were in Medina, they said to one of the Mashaykh in Medina, one of the scholars in the Haram, in Hajj time, is it better for us to go to Hajj? Or is it better to stay in Medina and do our studies? Because during Hajj time, Medina is completely empty. You go to the Masjid al-Nabawi, you can pray on the first row. The whole mosque is empty. Nobody's there in Hajj time. All gone. Completely empty. In the University of Medina, there are thousands of students in Hajj time. Uh, the couple of years we didn't go, some of the years in Hajj time, there would be five of us in the masjid. Five or six, and there's, there's maybe 5,000 students on campus normally. Thousands of students on campus. But in Hajj time, nobody is there at all. You used to go to the mosque and the adhan hasn't even been done yet. You got to go in, do the adhan yourself, lead the prayer yourself. Jumu'ah time, I remember a few of us went in one time, no one there. Had to do the adhan ourselves, one of us got up, did the khutbah ourselves, everything. Nothing, it's all empty. Al-Masjid al-Nabawi, you go there completely empty. So some of the students were asking, what do you think, Sheikh? In Hajj time, could it be better and even more beneficial if I stay in Medina and do my work? Because the amount of work you can do then when you have the whole of the Prophet's mosque to yourself, nobody's there. Anywhere you want to go, it's empty. Barely the odd person you're going to see him. Is it better to stay and do my work here and how much I can do like that with the peace and the quiet in the mosque and everything? Or is it better to go to Hajj? From the act of worship, of course, Hajj, in terms of looking at the levels, you would say Hajj, of course, is the higher level. But based upon what Ibn Taymiyyah has said here, it could be possible, could, we're not saying it is, but it could, and this was what uh, uh, he said at the time, it could be possible that for a given student, he may stay behind, and the benefit for him and how much he personally acquires from that week or two weeks or whatever that time period is, could be, could be of more benefit to him than going to Hajj. Could, potentially, we're not saying it is, but upon this explanation of Shaykh al-Islam, this is what he used as well, it is possible. That is just to give the example that sometimes a lesser form of a worship could be more beneficial for a given person in his given circumstances than a higher level. That's obviously a very extreme example between Hajj and not doing Hajj. But just to give the example of how sometimes for certain people in certain circumstances, it could be possible that a lower form of a worship for them is more beneficial than a higher form of the worship, possibly. Uh, with the witter prayer that was mentioned there, maybe for somebody now, the night prayer, they just can't get up in the last third of the night. They just can't do it. Maybe because of their work schedule, other things, it's impossible to do it. So after Isha, they pray their night prayer. Maybe an hour after Isha, they pray their night prayer. Qiyamul Layl, they do it, and then they go to sleep. 
Because for their routine, they cannot get up in the last third of the night. Which is better though, to get up in the last third of the night or, of course, last third of the night. But if this person in his circumstances, in his, you know, uh, routine or whatever it is, it is impossible or virtually impossible to try and get up in the last third of the night the way things work. Or maybe even make it an obvious example. What if he works a night shift? He works a night shift. So he can't pray in the last third of the night. So then he thinks, okay, I'm going to pray after Isha. I don't start my night shift till midnight. At 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm going to do my night prayer. So for him now, that's better for him than trying to do it in the last third of the night when he's got his shift, trying to get a break. He can't focus. He can't nothing. He may get more benefit, carefully focused with submission, doing his prayer after Isha, which is a less virtuous time, but he may benefit more doing it there than trying to get a break in his night shift and then he's struggling and can't find a proper place to pray where he is. And he could do it. He could maybe squeeze out somewhere, a room here and there, do some night prayer during his break in his night shift, but the focus and everything wouldn't be there and he wouldn't be able to do it properly. So maybe, maybe, potentially, he may benefit more from the prayer earlier on than in the prayer at the virtuous time. That's the point being made. The point being made, sometimes that could be the case. ثُمَّ إِنَّ النَّبِيَّ صلى الله عليه وسلم ثَبَتَ عَنْهُ أَنْوَاعٌ أُخْرَى مِنَ الْإِسْتِفْتَاحِ كَانَ يَسْتِفْتِحُ بِهَا صَلَاةَ الْلَيْلِ There are some other types. There are some other types of opening supplications as well. That the Prophet mentioned, we haven't mentioned them before, but here they are now. One of them in Al-Bukhari from Ibn Abbas, رضي الله عنهما, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا قام من الليل يتهجد قال, اللهم لك الحمد أن تقيم السماوات والأرض ومن فيهن. That Allah, all praises to you, you are the upholder of the heavens and the earth and everything within them. وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ All praises to you. لَكَ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَنْ فِيهِنَّ To you belongs the kingdom, the dominion of the heavens and the earth and everything in them. وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ And all praises to you. أَنْتَ نُورُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ You are the light of the heavens and the earth and all praises to you. أَنْتَ مَلِكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ You are the king of the heavens and the earth. وَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ And all praises for you. أَنْتَ الْحَقُّ وَوَعْدُكَ الْحَقُّ وَلِقَاؤُكَ حَقُّ وَقَوْلُكَ حَقُّ وَالْجَنَّةَ حَقُّ وَالنَّارُ حَقُّ وَالنَّبِيُّونَ حَقُّ وَمُحَمَّدٌ صلى الله عليه وسلم حَقُّ وَالسَّاعَةَ حَقُّ And you are the truth and your promise is the truth and meeting you is true and your statement is the truth and paradise is true and fire the hellfire is true and the prophets are all true and Muhammad is upon truth, he is the truth. And the hour is true. Allahumma laka aslamtu wa bika amantu. O Allah, to you I submit and in you I believe. Wa alayka tawakkaltu wa ilayka anabtu. And upon you I put my trust and to you I return uh, with my affairs and repentance, etc. Wa bika khasamtu wa ilayka hakamtu. And for your sake I, uh, meaning if you have a debate with somebody and you're uh, debating with them over an affair, it is for your sake. For your sake to uphold the religion. وَإِلَيْكَ حَاكَمْتُ And the judgment is returned back to you upon your sharia. فَاغْفِرْ لِي مَا, قدمت, ما قَدَّمْتُ وَمَا أَخَّرْتُ So forgive for me what I have put forth and what is to come. وَمَا أَسْرَرْتُ وَمَا أَعْلَنْتُ And what I have concealed or made uh, open. أَنْتَ الْمُقَدِّمُ وَأَنْتَ الْمُؤَخِّرِ You are the, the, the previous and the, the after 
from before and after, the first, the last. La ilaha illa ant, there is no deity worthy of worship except you. That is one of the opening supplications. You can see the level of praise in there. Another one mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. قالت كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا قام من الليل افتتح الصلاة. That the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم when he got up for the night prayer, he would open up his night prayers with the opening supplication: اللهم رب جبرائيل وميكائيل وإسرافيل. Oh Allah, the Lord of Jibrail and Mikael and Israfil, Fatir al-Samawati wal-Ard, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. عالم الغيب والشهادة أنت تحكم بين عبادك فيما كانوا فيه يختلفون. The one who has knowledge of the unseen and witnessing, you are the one who judges between your servants in that which they dispute. إهدني لما اختلف فيه من الحق بإذنك. Guide me to what they in what they have dis- disputed over the truth by your permission. Guide me by your permission to what they have disputed over in the truth. Uh, or guide me in what in what they have disputed over in the truth by your permission. Innaka tahdi man tasha'u ila siratin mustaqim. You guide whom you will to the straight path. So that is another example of an opening supplication that is now maybe six or seven in total that have been mentioned within these two chapters. So he mentions at the end there, in this particular one, فِيهِ التَّوَسُّلْ إِلَيْهِ سُبْحَانَهُ بِرُبُوبِيَّتِهِ الْعَامَّ وَالْخَاصَةِ You are seeking tawassul, a means to Allah, through mentioning His rububiyyah, the general rububiyyah and specific rububiyyah of Allah. You are mentioning these three angels of Allah. Jibreel and all of these three angels of Allah, it is mentioned by the scholars, الشيخ الثامين and here also that these three angels جبريل ميكائيل and إسرافيل all of them are connected to life all of their responsibilities are connected to life جبريل ميكائيل and إسرافيل how is that how are their responsibilities connected to life جبريل with the revelation ميكائيل with the the rainfall and the growth Israfil, the blowing of the trumpet, the different jobs, how are they all connected to life? As Shaykh Al-Ithameen mentioned, because Jibreel salam brings down the revelation, and that is life for the souls and hearts. Mikael, responsibility of the rain, that is life for the bodies. The rain, the water, the growth, eat, life for the bodies. Israfil is going to blow the horn signaling the day of judgment and resurrection. That is the signal for the afterlife, the resurrection. So all three of them have jobs that are connected to life. Life of the heart with the revelation, life of the body with the rainfall and the vegetation, and life for us after this life, the resurrection, the afterlife by the blowing of the horn by Israfil. That brings us to the end of those chapters regarding the opening supplications in the prayer. Next time then we'll begin with the chapter regarding the supplications that you should make in the Rukur. And when you're coming up from the Rukur, then in the prostration, 
and when you're sitting in between the two prostrations, adhkar al-rukuah wal-qiyam minhu wal-sujood wal-jilsa bayn sajdatin. In those four places, the rukuah coming up from the rukuah in the prostration, sitting in between the two prostrations. What are the du'as that a person should be reading at that time? What are those supplications? What are their meanings? That is the chapter we'll begin with from next week, insha'Allah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Any questions, anything to add? Because there are two du'as specific to the Qiyam al-Layl, or just They were done by the Messenger in Qiyam al-Layl. That's when he used to use those opening supplications. But I don't believe that is an indication, as far as I'm aware, that it is specific to only be used in Qiyam al-Layl. It can still be used as a general opening supplication. But it's that the Messenger used to use that one in Qiyam al-Layl, which would indicate its superiority in using it for Qiyam al-Layl. But from what I'm aware, it's not uh, restricted to Qiyam al-Layl. What else? All right, we'll continue next week with that next chapter then, inshallah ta'ala.